What is stress testing? Why does it matter? And where is it headed? These are some of the questions I'll be putting to Vita Costanzio, Vice President of the European Central Bank, who joins us at an event organised by the Systemic Risks Centre here at the London School of Economics. Your talk today is about the role of stress testing in the European Central Bank's policy framework. Let's imagine for a moment you're outside the ECB, somebody stops you in the street and says, can you please explain to me stress testing? And you've only got two minutes. What stress tests do is a sort of forward-looking supervision. The stress tests build up scenarios uh, in the economy of what might happen, in particular in uh, what may happen that would be adverse to the uh, situation of the banks, and then to test if under such adverse scenarios the banks would still have enough capital to uh, be sustainable and viable and robust in order to reassure their clients and their depositors in particular that their money is safe. So in some sense it's a bit like a fire drill in a building yeah. just to make sure that everyone gets out and is safe. And that is very reassuring. It's also demanding because it means that the banks have to have enough capital to face possible things that will not happen. Uh, but that's indeed uh, the purpose is uh, to build up resilience uh, in the banking sector so uh, that the uh, uh, economy and the depositors will not suffer from adverse scenarios. The thing about a fire is people know how fires mm -hmm. behave and they know one fire last year and five years ago is kind of similar to a fire in five years time. The problem you have within finance is the crisis that we've been through wasn't anticipated and in a sense the next crisis, well, if it is going to be a crisis, it won't have been anticipated either. How do you get around this idea that you're protecting for something that you don't know? There is no good answer because indeed uh, uh, events can always surprise, uh, surprise us. But the point is that whatever the source of the crisis, the variables that impact the profits and the capital of the banks are in the end the same. And by just having shocks in those variables, like introducing in the stress test that interest rates would go up by an enormous amount, or that the economy would have a, a recession which would be severe, uh, or that the equity prices would go down by a significant amount. That's the sort of adverse scenarios and shocks that are introduced in the stress test. One issue with tests is that people just like a school test, we might train to pass the test and then forget about lots of other things. Mm -hmm. Is that uh, an issue with stress testing? No, I don't think so, because first they are now annual. So the banks are always uh, trying to anticipate uh, what will happen and conducting tests on, of their own, because they would prefer to prepare their, themselves in terms of their capital ratios and their balance sheet in such a way that they would not fail the test, the official test, which means that they have continuous attention to the elements that count for such stress. And that is one of the advantages of the stress tests as they now exist since the crisis, uh, which is that stressing the situation of their own firm is a permanent thing uh, that then influences the way they manage uh, the bank. And that's a good thing. Let's come to your talk today. What are some of the key takeaways from that? 
Well, I wanted to highlight uh, first uh, what we have been doing in Europe uh, under the umbrella of the EBA, the European Banking Authority, in stress tests, pointing out limitations of the methodology that has been used and limitations that uh, stem from the fact that these tests are for 28 countries, so they have uh, a methodology that does not cover uh, all the elements that could be covered. Uh, and so by uh, pointing to those limitations, I was then describing what uh, we in the ECB have been doing and preparing to improve our own stress tests that can then complement the uh, general EBA stress tests. We want to complement not just by having better micro stress tests individual bank by bank, but also have that in full relation with the macro economy and so also have at the same time the usefulness of the stress tests for macro prudential measures that have to do with the system as a whole, either to uh, increase the resilience of the system or to try to smooth out the uh, episodes of boom and bust that have occurred in the past. So to combine these two dimensions, micro and macro, in the stress test apparatus is something that we are working on intensively. Trying to do a test for 28 different countries, this is a challenge that you're undertaking. What are some of the specific steps that you are taking towards that? Well, we develop a set of uh, models which then, of course, combine with what the national authorities also have uh, in all those countries. And uh, uh, the stress tests have a phase where the initial calculations of the impact of the scenarios are done uh, by the banks and the national authorities, and then they, that comes to us, and we use our own models to check uh, if there are uh, problems, potential uh, results that seem hard, and then there is uh, a discussion, there is a quality assurance phase, which is sometimes quite intense. We have improved, I think, the framework uh, that uh, we have and uh, we aim to continue to improve it. So in English we have a saying, yes. too many cooks spoil uh, the broth. Yeah. This is a case of actually more cooks is better. <laughs> well, I think so, because neither in the UK or in the US, the regulators totally rely on what the banks uh, calculate and do. And the supervisors, regulators have to have their own methods, their own models to really be able to check what the banks uh, uh, have done. And uh, so that's uh, essential and that's why these uh, both bottom-up and top-down approaches are essential in stress testing. We're at the Systemic Risk Centre. Yeah. A lot of the bank stress tests have been for banks individually. Mm -hmm. Is it fair to say that this macro view that you're taking looking forward is more of a system stress test? Yes. And the final aim is, of course, that the stress test interact the results bank by bank with the macroeconomy and see the impacts and also uh, be able to see what will happen to some indicators of systemic risk. That's the final aim. So for people watching this, what are the key takeaways for understanding stress testing and its role in the policy framework of the European Central Bank? After the crisis, what we now have is a wide uh, system of stress testing that uh, will ensure 
that the type of crisis that we had uh, eight years ago will not happen and that the public and the depositors can be more reassured about the robustness of the banks, which is also important for the functioning of the economy. The second thing is that besides doing that bank by bank, we also have now the beginnings of analytical tools that will, uh, be, will become uh, possible for us to uh, foresee the developing of systemic risk at the, at the level of the whole system. And that's still uh, somewhat in the future, we are working for it, but we hope that the two approaches will be complementary in order to uh, avoid future crises or at least to mitigate uh, significantly the effects of such crises. Peter Kostansky, thank you very much for joining us. Yes. Thank you.